Welcome back, friends, to the second episode of our Lenten series. Last week, in case you missed it, we talked about desolation and our own experiences of desolation. And this week, we're talking about Mother Teresa and her experience of intense and prolonged desolation. We'll also share about some things that have helped us when we're in times of desolation, and we hope that it's helpful for you. God bless you. This is a podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Desolation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my name is Erin. I'm Rachel. I'm Nicole. And we are your hosts from In the Thicket podcast. So welcome back to everybody. Um, We... we what, what it does sound like a game show like we are the hosts of in the thicket podcast it's true honestly maybe it could be a game show could there be a game show about suffering i think so Who i think it would be a hit the most that's right we could have a contest yeah. that's like the worst <laughs> i'm know, sorry the, the therapist in me is just like oh <laughs> sorry yeah. i'm gonna stop okay that's okay that's okay okay so so welcome back to everybody if you are just joining us for the first time or um if you weren't able to listen to last week's episode which was um the first episode in lent uh we would invite you to go back and listen to that because probably Mm. what we're sharing today might make a little bit more sense they're kind of like connected mini episodes connected mini episodes Mm -hmm. yeah so you can you can listen to that one for an overview about desolation and our experience desolation but also like if you have just stumbled upon our podcast and Mm. you are starting to listen to a podcast on suffering in lent talking about desolation like you're a super catholic you or something (laughs) like you are you're in the right place that's right yeah the right time congratulations to you yes that's very good so before we we're, today we're going to talk about Mother Teresa. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about um, her experience of desolation, which is not the typical experience of desolation yeah. for sure. But there's some really beautiful things that we mm-hmm. can that we can take from it. I think, um, and we'll talk about what helps us in times of desolation. But just as a recap, um, just to talk about or just to situate us for what we're talking about. Um, if we're talking about desolation and consolation, those are movements of the soul that are, we're typically kind of um, described by St. Ignatius, and then lots of people have written on those over time. Um, but he describes uh, desolation as the contrary of the above, which is consolation, that feeling that your heart and soul is lifted to God and you can love nothing else but God alone. So it's the opposite, the contrary of that, such as darkness of soul, disturbance in it, movements to things low and earthly, the unquiet of different agitations and temptations, moving to want of confidence, without hope, without love, when one finds oneself all lazy, tepid, sad, and if as if separated from his creator and Lord. <laughs> so I feel like I just need to say that very dramatically. It's <laughs> yeah. good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that is Ignatius's kind of description of desolation. And then do you maybe want to, cause you do a good job talking about mother Teresa, Rachel, do you want to, do you want to kind of share with sure, everybody yeah. that experience? Rachel was a personal friend of mother Teresa. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. That'd be so cool. No, yeah. So a few people in my life, which we've talked about before have, have met her and, and knew her, some people who knew her well. Um, but yeah, so mother Teresa, uh, well, we, I mean, I, you know, we've probably heard of her. I can't imagine anyone who hasn't heard of her, but if you have her, she's a saint to the Catholic church and she's uh, an Albanian sister who came to India 
and um, she was a, a Loretta sister for a while. And then she had this incredible, I mean, she was always, always very holy, but had this incredible experience and call from God to found a new community, which is the missionaries of charity. And that was, I think she was like, it was a middle age. She was like maybe in her forties mm. or something like that. When she received that call, she called it her call within a call. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it just was these sort of locutions and these experiences just kept insisting on her sort of leaving her order and founding this new order. And it was like a very, a, a road paved with suffering um and she... sorry i'm just gonna interrupt because we were just if you're watching the video of this on youtube that was the best so anybody who's listening nicole, nicole was like just oh. ran out nicole? of the room okay. okay yeah i'm so i just remember that we also post this on youtube so hi everyone yeah. <laughs> um i mean, kept going i was you know yeah it was good i could hear you i could hear you in my headphones i just mm-hmm. i'm cooking and i just wanted to make sure that the kitchen was not burning down down. everything is fine everything is fine it was just amazing because nicole ran and like slid on her socks in the hallway (laughs) it was so great and then she just like ran past the hallway (laughs) all the time listening to like teresa so i'm trying to listen to rachel and but nicole was much more entertaining in that (laughs) okay good good sorry sorry back to mother teresa yes so right back back to the story so basically she's call within the call she leaves the loretta sisters and she founds and like she it was a lot of trouble she had to like get permission from her bishop and everybody's kind of like i think you're a little crazy what's going on um but she finally all those things fell into place and she founded this new order thing is so before she founded the order lots of like deep mystical incredible Mm. experiences of god Mm -hmm. almost immediately after she founded the missionaries of charity and began this extremely Mm -hmm. extremely like and she even talks about like she actually what like experienced in some ways homelessness and like poverty in in ways that that were very close to the people that she was serving you know especially in the Mm -hmm. early days and so it's like in that moment of leaving everything behind that she loved, she loved being a Loretto sister just mm-hmm. to, to found this order, that consolation experience of God just stopped, you know, it, the, the vision sort of ended and she began to experience this extreme spiritual dryness, like a very, very intense spiritual dryness that lasted decades. So like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just one yeah. year, two years, it was years and years and people have talked about this and I don't really know I don't have the expertise about this like people have said she might have been suffering from something clinical like depression and stuff like that I'm not sure but what I do know and what I think is like not is very difficult to explain just by sort of a mental health perspective on this Mm -hmm. is that she suffered this desolation but she it did not impact somehow it did not impact in the least any Part of her life of mm-hmm. loving God, yeah. like it yeah. did not impact. It did not interrupt her prayer life. Mm-hmm. It did not mm-hmm. interrupt her mission. Yeah. It didn't even interrupt her joy. Like she was an mm-hmm. extremely energetic and joyful person to everybody who, who met and mm-hmm. knew her. Yeah. And, and she radiated that joy. Like that's a lot of people would say that, like she just radiated this joy. So, so the mystery of her desolation um, was, was very mysterious and it was mysterious to her as well. And she was quite, I mean, this is her personality type, I think as well, but she's quite extreme. So there's a, there's a beautiful book called come be my light. Yes. I was just going to say 
Yeah, mm-hmm. collection of her of her of mm-hmm. her letters and and some journal entries and things like that, which she I think she didn't want published. Like she never wanted that stuff. But but in God's providence, we have this book, mm-hmm. and you read in the book her incredible pain. I have the book. I actually I started reading it when I was like twenty, and I only got through maybe a quarter of it because it it's so intense. Her suffering yeah. is so intense. I literally couldn't read past that because mm-hmm. I was like I yeah. just I, it was so impactful sure, for kinda. me. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah. I'm mean, going to have this funny story, which is, which is that like, basically I thought that when saints, when God gives saints the grace in quotes to suffer, that they just never felt the suffering. It was like, mm, it was kind of like right. St. Stephen on the grill, that legend, you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, turn me over. So yeah. I'm done on the other side. Yeah. I was like, oh, St. Lawrence, St. Lawrence, St. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not yeah, St. Yeah. Stephen. No, no, it's yes. good. Yeah. So I, I yeah. thought like that was what it meant to have the grace to suffer. And then mm-hmm. I like read until I was 20. I thought that, and then I read her book and I was like, wait a second. No, 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 no. What does this mean? Yeah. What is yeah. this? Like she yeah. really felt this like yeah. to her core mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I'll wrap up, but like two really other important things were in her spiritual direction. So she, she kept up her spiritual direction, which is very helpful when you're in times mm-hmm. of desolation, I think. Yeah. And in her spiritual direction, she received a kind of insight at one point after a, a while of, of this extreme experience of desolation, her spiritual direct, director said, you know, it's possible she was experiencing Christ's desolation on the cross or Christ's sort of mm-hmm. a loneliness on the cross. And that, that was her, her spirituality in that moment. That was her, that was her journey with God, that she was consoling the Lord by joining her self mm-hmm. to him on the cross. Um, mm-hmm. and that was, and that gave her in some ways a, a great consolation. Like it didn't mm-hmm. lift the desolation. Um, the other thing, which I was saying was her personality, I think is that she really, which I cannot do. She tried not to cry very much. So she would, she hmm. said very often, like, I didn't even let one tear fall. It was like a victory for her. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's intense mother Teresa. I don't know how you did that. Cause, mm-hmm. and not everybody's called to that, but I think she just felt called to sort of surrender in a very deep way to God where she would not let her desolation take any choice. Like even her crying was like a choice for her and she mm-hmm. would choose not to cry, um, which is not as something I'm recommending, but it's just a really interesting, <laughs> yeah. just to kind of get a picture yeah. of her mm-hmm. personality and her right. experience. Yeah. I feel well, like and that's, sorry, I was just going to say, and this is something I've been thinking about more lately that like, mm. um, like she's a Saint Mother Teresa. She's a canonized saint, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. she's, but that doesn't, and so that means she's somebody who's demonstrated heroic virtue and, and there's all kinds of things that somebody has to have demonstrated to become canonized a saint. It doesn't mean that she was perfect just on a That's human right. level. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like um, crying is psychologically healthy. Maybe that could have been healthy for her. Who knows? Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, there's all these things where we don't have to look at everything, every little thing that she did in her life and say, this is how one ought to live. Right. Um, and yet she's a, she is a canonized saint because she's, mm-hmm. yeah. she has demonstrated heroic virtue. Anyways, just to, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. Yeah, it's yeah. we are not like, against crying. Yeah, yes. well, that's true. We are not against crying. Yeah. Um, I find it even when you're talking about how she like that she in the midst of all of that maintained all of the things that she was doing, like her prayer life, her yeah. her outreach to people, her joy, her all of those kind of things were maintained. And I found so when I had um. I had described in the last episode that I had about, it was like eight or nine months of really intense desolation, like mm-hmm. really, really intense desolation. Um, and, and I had found during that time that it was, it, it was that way in terms of prayer life. Like there was a grace that I couldn't explain. Like, even though I would sit with the Lord for an hour in adoration 
and I would feel nothing. Like mm -hmm. he would speak to, he would say things to me. Mm -hmm. Like I could hear his voice mm -hmm. and I would feel nothing. Mm -hmm. Like it's the weird, like it's, it was the weirdest thing because it's like mm -hmm. you hear, like, you know, right. When you sit with the Lord and he says something to you, it's, there's always like something in the heart that's like mm -hmm. responds to that. And that's beautiful and good and like joyful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we usually anyways, but in that experience, it was like, there was there was not like no mm. feet. It was like, it was deprived of feeling, even mm -hmm. though I knew that it was the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. um, and the grace to go to all of those prayer times and, and, and like to be faithful to those things and mm -hmm. not to walk around. Like, like I didn't at the time walk around like a mopey dopey, yeah. like, you know, just be, right. and, and I don't know how that, because it was, because it was a time, like it was a lot of suffering, but I also found too, like, even when you were saying about um, reading the book and not being able to go far into it, I remember reading that book at the time and I devoured it. Like, yeah, right. Every yeah. Word. And it was yep. the same for mm -hmm. St. John of the Cross, because I, yeah. I started to read at one point, um, Dark Night of the Soul, which mm -hmm. is you know a St. John of the Cross classic, right? And I read it when I was not in a time of desolation, and I only got like a chapter, and I was like, "Yeah, this Ooh, is I don't like this sounds this is a lot ridiculous," yeah. and I don't like yeah, yeah. I think I even remember thinking like um, something like. I don't know. This sounds a little far-fetched to me. <laughs> and then, and then when I read that, yeah. when I was in that time of desolation and it was like, everything clicked, you know? Yeah. And that's even like, that was one of the things about, about the podcast of yeah. like, wanting yes. to have people's stories and to share, because there's something about that, about when you are experiencing something, hearing that echoed from the mouth or the heart of somebody else yes. mm -hmm. that is a consolation, even if it, it doesn't is. bring consolation. That's yeah. right. It's like an encouragement, like a deep, yeah. deep encouragement. Mm -hmm. And even the tears, like to, I guess not to sort of, you know, labor on the point of her not crying, but I think what I, I had never understood when I first read that was that she, what, one of the things that she was doing was saying, like, I think she really understood her desolation very deeply. Like she mm. never, she really allowed God to sort of speak into that place. And it's really interesting when you read her letters, like she wasn't obsessed with it. She mm -hmm. really tried to not sort of overthink it and overanalyze it, but mm -hmm. she would can, can continue to bring it to the Lord through her spiritual director. So it was always with the help of mm -hmm. someone else. And then in her life, I think she really just wanted not to let that be, which is why maybe she didn't want her letters and stuff published. She didn't want that to be a defining Right. aspect of her life. So, mm -hmm. so, but so the way for, I think for us to take it when we understand that is to understand like the reason that it wasn't for her, even though it was her main spiritual experience for decades, but she did not understand that to be her defining sort of moments because mm -hmm. for her, even that experience was defined by God's love for her mm -hmm. and by her love for him. Like it's very yeah. clear that she understands that fact, even when she cannot connect to it in her feelings mm -hmm. and in her emotions or in her mm -hmm. spirit, mm -hmm. is she knows it in a level, even deep at a level, even deeper than that. Right. And so it's just like this reminder that, you know, like, you know, that part, that famous St. Paul passage, like neither death nor, nor height, nor yeah. present, nor future, mm -hmm. nor, yeah. you know, principalities. All, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. All of those, all of those things that we think are insurmountable barriers between us and the Lord mm -hmm. are nothing to God. And I think mm -hmm. she knew that it's such a deep way that for her, her desolation was this, 
gift, mm-hmm. this gift of her life that she was giving mm-hmm. back to the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and even like, yeah, even if she didn't know that it was the love of God in some moments or didn't know yeah. that intellectually, because it was a complete dark night of the, the sense, like all the senses, yes, like she was, couldn't yeah. feel it emotionally and probably even intellectually sometimes, she doubted. you know, she doubted, she doubted sure. um, and all of these things. And yet her actions show that, that the love of God was still impacting her and was the driving force that she yeah. drank each day in prayer and lived out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's such a beautiful thing of like, I, I don't know, I'm thinking a lot about the scripture, like lean, um, lean not on your own understanding, mm-hmm. you know, like in the sense yep. that she, there was nothing for her to understand because all she had was nothingness. Yes. And so she was leaning on Christ in the truest way because she, she couldn't even perceive that she was leaning on Christ. Yes. She just mm-hmm. was living just that, mm-hmm. which is yeah. kind of like wild. wild. Yeah. I love it that. Wild, yeah, yeah. She just was like, she couldn't perceive it, but she mm-hmm. was, it was almost deeper in her lack of being able to perceive yeah. it. It was just like, yeah. yeah. So which makes sense because that's everything like, that's like, um, yeah, St. John of the Cross, when he talks about, because there's two, two like really particularly deep experiences of desolation. One is a dark night of the sense and the other is a dark night of the soul. Like those are the two things that he mm. describes. And a dark night of the sense is where, yeah, like you d- you don't have any feelings of consolation. It's like, like a very intense. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's like a very intense part of that. And then, mm-hmm. but a dark night of the soul is something where um, like that's more of like the what she experienced of like a lack of grounding of like like even though there's a sureness it still mm-hmm. comes with doubt like it still yeah. comes with mm-hmm. like yeah. am I doing like am I pleasing to you like am I doing the like do I am mm-hmm. I do you love me like do you like even though there mm-hmm. is a surety there there's not yeah, a there's a real experience of... there's a real experience it's like you say mm-hmm. Rachel like the they like the saints are in that experience of deep desolation it really is like it's very it's a very it's real, an actual suffering it's an it's actual suffering, suffering. Yeah. yeah and one of the things I found because I'd like to hear from you guys what helps you in um when you experience desolation like either a more extended mm-hmm. or you know just kind of the mm-hmm. more little ups and downs I find um for me one of the things that helped a, a lot was when I um, read St. John of the Cross and he describes desolation, like some of the more intense experiences as that the Lord is actually closer to us in those times, Mm. but it's the, Mm -hmm. it's that um, it's like, we become a a log that's on fire, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's not just like, you know, just a little kindling, whatever, but it's like, we are that log that is being consumed. Like, you know, when the log Mm -hmm. gets like with the embers on the inside and it's Mm -hmm. like, and that's when the log is at its, at at its hottest and you know every everything of it is being but like every part of the log is on fire you know Mm -hmm. and it's like which makes total sense because if you think of that like of just the like the purity and the goodness and the beauty of God's love that like having having him come so close to us in that purity it illuminates every part of our heart that is not pure mm-hmm. and then we can see it and proceed and that's like there's something mm-hmm. that's very disorienting about that and it also mm-hmm. um like it yeah we just it's like we feel and see our insufficiency which i feel like that does happen in times of desolation it's like mm-hmm. it brings up a lot of those um those questions you know yeah of like we're not i'm not feeling god what did i do something or did i yeah like even right. in a practical in a practical sure. way sometimes you know Mm-hmm. yeah so that helped me 
that's good and be like okay god is god is closer now yeah I mean, I also think that, you know, um, with the Mother Teresa example, what's important to point out, I think, I mean, I, and I could be wrong with this, but I think she sort of, she had a calling to sort of be a sort of sacrificial mm-hmm. soul, yeah. you know, like Padre Pio had that calling in a different way. And mm-hmm. so certain saints have that calling, or I think for her, she perceived it like she was called to like be so intimate with Christ on the cross mm-hmm. to comfort and yeah. console him there. And that mm-hmm. was her particular. So like one of the things that helps me is, um, you said it earlier, Ignatius talks about this is that your desolations typically are supposed to end. Like they're not supposed mm, to be, right, and, and right. hers obviously did like she, you know, she's in heaven with Jesus, but typically even in this life, they're not supposed to be sort of long standing mm-hmm. forever things. And it's not even to think like, Oh, this is going to end, but just to know that like, what is my calling? Like maybe like not to get attached in an idolatrous kind of way to the desolation in a mm-hmm, way is mm-hmm. like to be free enough with it to be like, Lord, you know, I, I want to love you. I, I, I do love you in the midst of this doubt mm-hmm. and fear and all this stuff. And, you know, bring it in your mercy, bring it to it, to pray for the end of it is mm-hmm. a good thing. And I never mm-hmm. used to do that before, but in a recent experience in the last sort of year or so, um, when my parents was kind of encouraging me, encouraging me in that way. And I realized I needed that encouragement because I realized, yeah, God was telling me my act of hope in this time of desolation is to pray and trust that it is not, it is not my whole life that will be this yeah, way. Right. And it was mm-hmm. a big act of hope for me to make that that yeah. to make that prayer, to say that yeah. prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was where God was saying, do you trust me that you will not mm-hmm. always be in this place? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and there was a new freedom for me to be like, yes, Lord, like I, I do, I can trust you. Like I can make that prayer, you know, mm-hmm. in trust. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's also again and again, this came from my parents. So it's, I think I, mm-hmm. I will say for the thing that helps me, I think other people that I trust who yeah. me well and who love the Lord yeah. are an immense help to me in times of desolation to help me sort of sometimes mm-hmm. see myself where it's, I'm sort of blind a little bit by what's going yeah. on, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. What helps you? Yeah. I think what helps me often is being able to first name, name an experience as desolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like even last night, just like in terms of little ups and downs, I think I was really tired because uh, it had been on a flight and had a busy weekend. Um, I was hungry. I was, mm-hmm. it was just, I, I had worked. It was just like, it was just a whole combination of things. And I, and I started just feeling really irritable and feeling like viewing all my life negatively. And then I was just like starting to feel all this despair. And all of a sudden I was like, and, and I was, there was like temptations. There was temptations mm-hmm. to anger that were out of place and just all, all mm-hmm. the things and in, and it was helpful for me to say, ah, I am, I'm in a place of desolation in this moment and I don't have to give into those temptations. Those are not, this is not something leading me to be like, yeah, you know what? I gotta, I gotta bring this issue up with my husband or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, like, actually, this is just, let's just pause for a second, you yeah. know? Uh, so naming it as desolation and then eating some food and getting a good sleep and mm-hmm, doing yeah. some prayer and doing That's all those right. things to like actually take care of my body and then waking up and being like, oh yeah, okay, it's fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes that's helpful. And, and that's in the little way or in that, in mm-hmm. a long term of just like, okay, I'm in a period of desolation. What does that mean for my actions? Okay. I'm not going to make big decisions right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to um, go to counseling to see if, is there some yeah. psychological things mm-hmm. that are connected to this that I need right. to work through? Um, I'm going to be in spiritual direction so that I can, um, you know, help, help continue to identify 
what, what can I do in this time or, you know, all those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think, I think those kinds of things are helpful of just, and also like, yeah. I am not going like, like Ignatius says, don't, don't scrimp. That is not the time to like right. skimp on your prayer. Like yeah. be yeah. faithful in prayer, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. which often is the hardest one because sometimes it's the thing that you least, right. That's exactly least I least yeah. feel like do. doing. Totally. Yeah. You don't want to sit just there to and like, feel nothing for an extra like, time. I, yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, okay, if there's nothing else I do today, that's I right. need to pray like that. Is, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's so, true. I think all those things. That's it's awesome. I love it, and I love it too because you you even bring up a, a good point too of like there's natural desolation and natural consolation, mm-hmm. which are not always spiritual desolation and spiritual consolation, but they mm-hmm. can very often lead to it. Right. So like, right. it's exactly like when you're talking about, cause even when you were talking about like, okay, I'm hungry, I'm feeling did that. And then you talk about like, it's going to like despair. And then mm-hmm. it starts going into like the, those kind of, those kind of yeah. things. Like it's so, it's so, that's also what I find helpful is like being able to step back a little bit and be like, okay, what am I feeling? why am I feeling it? Mm-hmm. And I really have to totally do that too. Like, am I hungry? Yeah. Am I tired? Mm-hmm. Am I angry? Am I lonely? Like they use that whole yeah. thing in, in AA, right? Like I love hungry, that. Yeah. Angry, lonely, tired, like yeah. am I hungry? Angry, like, is it something that, that I can address or like, am I feeling drawn to low and earthly things? Am I feeling a decrease in faith, hope, and love? Like those are objective things. Yeah that's what I find helpful because then it's like, I'm not relying on just my emotions or my, like, even though that's good information, like it's good, Mm -hmm. but then I'm like, it's like some, it's useful to have that kind of objective information, you know? And Mm -hmm. it also, like, I find too, what you're sharing too, Rachel, really helpful because in that time of desolation, it is more like Ignatius says that it's like the bad spirit, which isn't just Mm -hmm. the evil one. It can be like our own earthly whatever tendencies, mm-hmm. you know, away from God or things like that. But the evil one is the bad spirit is more active in that yeah. time. And so right. what does he want to do always? He wants us to be isolated. He wants us yeah. to feel like we're the only one who's ever gone through this and nobody will understand. He wants us to feel like all the lies are, if we talk about it. Then people are going to think that we're terrible or like, yeah, all the lies, like yeah. whatever he can do to kind of keep us in that mm-hmm. isolation. So yeah. I mm-hmm. would just say it's, it was inspiring hearing you talk today about your turning to other people <laughs> for help and how helpful that is. I'm like, mm. oh yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause that's, we can forget that turning to oh, Jesus yeah. and turning to friends. Like so, mm. yeah, so it saves me. It saves my butt. Like, yeah. honestly, it really does. But, and also I was thinking like the thing that you were saying, Nicole, and, and what, I'm totally writing that down that hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Like that's such a helpful yeah. thing. Just to, just to like go like run through the right. list, you know? Because I also find, and when I'm in times of desolation, there is a specific temptation to neglect myself physically yeah. mm-hmm. that comes up, which I think is a really important one. Like mm-hmm. you kind of don't want to dress like, you kind of want to dress like a slob. You, you don't like do the healthy things like that you need mm-hmm. to do about working out or eating. Right. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. you're kind of, I guess I can have McDonald's three times a day, every day, mm-hmm. for a week. you know, <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. not yeah. always, but there are times when you're sort of like, you just kind of give in quotes, like give up yeah. and it's mm-hmm. a very physical giving up as well. And mm-hmm. It's challenging, mm-hmm. just like it's challenging to pray. I think it's challenging to recognize like that my day is a gift. My life is a gift. Like still mm-hmm. I need to honor the gift of that. And I can find that hard sometimes. So this was also mm-hmm. helpful for a check-in for that being like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't have this temptation because sometimes that temptation will come before I realize that I'm in a time of desolation. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I just kind of want to give up on all the things yeah. that are good for me. Mm-hmm. 
that God is calling mm-hmm. you to do. And that's a yeah. good sign for me to be like, oh, it's happening. Is- <laughs> Can I just say also, maybe we could even add one other thing. So like, if we're like, if we're going to put a W in front of that, like Walt, like W H A L T. Cause uh-huh. W could be for like women's things. So, so if there's like any guys who are, oh, who are listening, I was like, but like, oh, I was trying, oh, to, I was trying to figure out, I was thinking like, like PMS, PMS or like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. True. Right. Very so true. Honestly, this is very true. Right. Men, that's that, a thing. You're welcome. So if that you guys, is a thing. yep. If you guys are listening, then but, that can be helpful for you to ask your wife if they are, if that's helpful for them. For yeah. You I was going to say, this is a danger zone because if a guy's <laughs> yes. like, oh, you need to talk to her about that. Not when she's, you have to come up with a system. Yeah. Nathan and I have a system. <laughs> he is allowed to ask me, do you think it's possible that this might be related to PMS right now? That right. is fine. He yeah. is not allowed. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to, right, but right. anyways, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it is not helpful for either of us. If he says, I think this is probably, you know, if he, yeah. if he yeah. decides, yeah. he's free to ask. This, is, right. this yeah. is what we have worked. And out. it is and a it, true, it you know, and like as women, I think we have to be humble and be like, totally. That is a, that is a thing Ooh. and it impacts us so majorly. And so. actually, even if we call it PMS and just put a P, oh my gosh, oh gosh, oh, <laughs> what's happening? I just over my glass and oh my boy. other glass. Oh no, lamp did it spill? My microphone, no, it was all <laughs> empty, but like all in one thing. Anyways, all I was going to say <gasps> was, was a great moment. could use the moniker of fault like p-h-a-l-t <laughs> yeah so, and then i, like I that there you go. threw everything all over so, myself pms yeah. hungry angry angry lonely, lonely tired. tired yeah fault. i like that fault. so that's yeah. the woman version actually the, i guess yeah. the men version if you're married fault could also be <laughs> yeah totally it's also <laughs> like oh, am i feeling desolate because my wife is yes it's yeah. exactly. <laughs> entirely possible uh, that's funny. All right. Well, listen, everybody, it, this has been, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking <laughs> about this topic with you. Um, hopefully it's helpful. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, you will remember fault or halt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, away. what's funny. I realized I forgot that this was the, this was the prayer part of our series. Mm. So another thing that's helpful, which you guys both mentioned, but I didn't like log it. It's like, yeah, just prayer, prayer, like actually mm. just like prayer, mm-hmm. just simple prayer. Like Lord mm-hmm. help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. very helpful great the yes. p could also stand for prayer for prayer in that's our right. that's, there you go. that's right yeah exactly <laughs> okay all right well listen we uh it, it was great to have you all with us we're grateful for you hanging out with us yes. in lent and mm-hmm. uh, next week we will be looking at fasting so the next couple mm-hmm. weeks after this we're going to talk about fasting in terms of um self-discipline and challenges around self-discipline and then we're going to actually mm-hmm. talk about um, saint ignatius even though we mm-hmm. talked about him a little bit so far so we'll look forward to chatting with you soon everybody hope your yeah. lunch is going well so far god bless god bless you god bless bye, bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.